Amen. Thank you, Bob. God bless you guys. You may be seated. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. How are you guys? Good afternoon. Anybody in this place today, you're in pain in your body right now. Anybody in pain in their body right now? Just stand on your feet. Just come, come forward. You got the microphone. Thank you, Lord. Everybody begin to pray. Thank you, Father God. Just come, all of you guys who are in pain in your body, just come forward. Thank you, Father God. You know Jesus is the healer, amen? He's the healer, hallelujah, amen. What's going on there with you? Where's the pain in your body? And how, how long has that been there? Oh, for two weeks. Two weeks? Yes. Have you been to see the doctor? Yes. And what has he said? He said, uh, he took the MRI, let's see what's happening next week, I have to go to the hospital. He's took an MRI, yeah. just trying to check out what's going on. Yeah. Okay, we're going to ask Dr. Jesus to touch your body today. So yes. it's all on your right-hand side. Yes. Let's just pray right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Pain, come out of your body right now in the name of Jesus. Touch. Oh, get on this side, Father. Oh, and he made them well. Hallelujah, Jesus. Touch. Loose her right now. Let it go. In Jesus' name. Top rust on my foot, Lord, right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Father God. Just take that away. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Just lift your hands up. Hallelujah. Just begin to thank God for your healing right now. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Fill your daughter with strength, Father. In the name of Jesus. Now just begin to lift that knee up. Just begin to lift up there and just bend down. Check out. Something happened to your body right now. I can feel it. Hallelujah. Just, just begin to do something. Can you touch your toes? Can you bend down? Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Touch you. Presence of God's all over you right now. Thank you, Father God. Just bend to the side. Check out that thing. It's gone. Father God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just take a just take a walk down there. Can you just take a little walk? How are you feeling there? Lots a lot better. Hallelujah. I know you're moving better already. Thank you, Father God. Let's just go for a little walk. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Someone give Jesus praise right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. You're the healer, Lord. You're the healer. You're the healer. Thank you, Jesus. And that was for two weeks. Is there any pain there right now? No. Only a little bit. It's going. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You, you looked a lot in pain before I prayed for you. You look a lot free now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Something happened in there, Father God. Hallelujah, Jesus. But Lord God, we just believe you, Father God. A complete change in this body, in Jesus' name. I don't know what else is going on in your life, you know, but Jesus sets you free. Jesus sets you free. Lift your hands and just receive his 
full healing in every area of your body. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Healing. Healing of your heart. Healing of your heart. He loves you. Oh, he loves you. Hallelujah. With an everlasting love. His banner over you is love. He loves you. He's, he's picked you out today, you know, because he loves you, wants to tell you that he loves you. He's heard your prayers. He's seen your tears. Oh, hallelujah. He's the God of love. Oh, he came to set the captives free. Thank you, Jesus. Touch. Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Complete healing with you and your family. Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. You know, once he wants to strengthen you in, your, in the area of prayer, God's called you to be an intercessor. And you know that. You're going to see a lot of strength coming back into that ministry of intercession. Jesus' name. It's going to sharpen your prayers again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands and thank him right now. Hallelujah. I don't know if you need a revival in your time of prayer. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just receive complete healing. Just, just line up down here. I'll pray for all of you. Thank you. Just quickly, all the way right to the end. Hallelujah. Someone will take that back for you. You take, take a walk of faith. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Zola, where's Zola disappeared to? Thank you. Amen. Take that. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hands. I know all of you have come responded to that word right now. Just lift your hands, you know. He's touching that lady and uh, he's touched her body because he's the healer. And if he can touch her life, he can touch your life right now. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is in this place today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Just reach out and touch him right now. Reach out and touch him. Reach out and touch him. Thank you, Father God. Has anybody got kidney kidney problem here? Anybody got a kidney problem? Is that you? How long have you had that? Are you in pain right now or there? Three months? Three months. It, what problem is it? Uh, it's Addison's disease. Okay. It goes to do with the adrenal gland that's on top of it. Right, and you just found out that in the last three months, is it? Oh. Yeah. Okay, let's pray. Thank you, Father. Just Put your hand there where Claudette is Claudette around. Yeah, you just put your hand there, Claudette. And just pray. Everybody praying right now. It's not nice news to hear that in the last three months, is it? You know, but Jesus. Jesus can intervene where doctors can't intervene. Jesus can give you a new kidney. Jesus can take that pain and that disease and that discomfort away in Jesus' name. Oh, Father, we just curse this disease right now. Just like Jesus cursed the fig tree. Commanded to go from your body right now. In the name of Jesus. Loose and let it go. We say, Lord, do a creative miracle right now. Take out the old kidneys. Do your own divine operation, Lord. Give her new kidneys. In Jesus' name. Kidneys that function more than, than ever. Father, in Jesus' name. Let this body be restored. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Pain come out of your body right now into the cross. But Jesus paid it all. He paid it for you. He paid it for me. Let's receive it right now. Thank you. Fire of God. 
God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Receive that. Claudia, you continue praying there. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody got pain in the eyes? Got pain in the eye? Anyone pain in the eyes? Someone pain in the eye? You, David? Anybody else down there? Thank you, Jesus. What's, what's going on with your eyes? pray. Thank you, Father God. Let's just pray. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Lord, it's not your will, Father, for his eyes to be this way, Father God. Whether he's got used to it or not, Lord God, we, we just take authority, Father God. He's come and responded to you right now, saying, Lord, I need a miracle. I need a miracle, Father God. We ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus, as allergies would leave his body. These eyes will be made new in Jesus' name. We command pain. Come out in the name of Jesus. You know what? I don't know if anyone's told you this, and certainly I'm not telling you because I know you. But you know what? The anointing of God to be a prophet is upon you. God has called you to be a seer, to see things in the spirit. And he's been asking you to grow up a little bit and to mature, not just physically, but spiritually speaking. And you know you've been in this place a long time but you know what God wants you to be his mouthpiece he wants to see things prophetically speaking in Jesus name it's time to grow it's time to grow in revelation seeing what the spirit is doing seeing what the spirit is doing yeah hallelujah good at identifying gifts in people good at encouraging people but you know what not natural it's not a natural thing it's a spiritual thing thank you for Father. the anointing of a prophet the anointing of a prophet in Jesus name Jesus 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 you know David David was used as a prophet he was used as a king he was used as a priest so let that anointing of prophecy be upon you Jesus name Jesus name Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, pray for every single person here right now. You said, surely you took up our griefs and carried our sorrows. You were stricken. Chastising for our peace was upon you. By your stripes, we are healed. You say to God right now, I receive my healing. I receive. Just say it right now. I receive it. I receive my healing right now. In Jesus' name. Lord, we cancel pain. In your body right now. Loose them and let them go right now. Loose them and let them go right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father God. Complete healing. 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 Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. What's wrong with him? Tell me it really hurts and you've got back pain. Let's just pray for you right now. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you. Father God, we cancel this stomach ache in the name of Jesus. We command this pain in the back to go from your daughter right now in the name of Jesus. Loose and let it go right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Claudia, if you just continue praying, thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. 
How are you feeling right now? Did, was there any pain in your body? Is there, is there any discomfort gone? Is there a change there? Um, it's not something that I can physically feel. I get pain all over, to be honest. Um, Were you in pain when you came forward? I get pain in my neck and in my back. And how is that right now? It's still there. It's still, still there. there. I think that's probably my own tension. Yeah, probably. As opposed to... I, don't know. I know God's doing something. I didn't have a word. My kidneys, you know, when I came came forward, I didn't, I, he intended all to have that word. It was just when I was walking. Actually, I ever walked past you and just walked here. I just felt that, that that came into my mind. I said it out. I just felt like God was just identifying you. And so he's on your case. He's doing something in your life. I've had a few messages, actually, uh, regarding healing. Mm-hmm. So trust in the word. Are you, are you new in KT? You, you're in a group? One in of these K- groups here is my first time here. It's today. your first time here? Yeah. Meet this lady behind you. Tope. She's one of the helpers here. She's also in a cell group. If you can just link her, connect her, we can pray for you. We can cover you in prayer as well. Thank you very much. Right, God bless you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Touch. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. God is good. Amen. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Loose your healing power, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can you come forward for prayer? You okay? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. You may be seated. Glory. Give Jesus praise right now. He's good, isn't he? Hallelujah. If you guys who came forward, you want a, a little bit more prayer at the end, I'm sure Claudette and Zola and the team here would love to pray with, with, with you guys as well. Well, we're reading. I wanted to turn to um, Luke's Gospel. And uh, chapter 8, if we can do that, we're speaking about the power of God. Amen? And uh, certainly, I don't know, who felt the power of God just, just there in this place today? It sends God's presence and God's power. And uh, it's not, for me, I'm a little frustrated. You know, when you come and talk about power, it's like you think that we, we know everything about the power of God. And, uh, and certainly, I was a little irritated by the title, um, Ingredients to the Power. And uh, I started just asking some simple questions about ingredients. Because you know what? My wife, last week, she likes doing this lemon drizzle cake and, uh, from Nigella Lawson. Anybody like lemon drizzle cake? Some of you are feeling hungry already. You know, if you want, come and knock on our door, send in your orders. But uh, you know what? You can't do the recipe for Nigella Lawson's uh, lemon drizzle cake by, by changing it the way you want to do it. Adding in nuts or different things. If you want Nigella Lawson's recipe, then you have to follow the instructions and exact to the T to get the exact same taste. And, and even then, we're not even sure it tastes exactly the same as Nigella Lawson's recipe, but it just tastes like my wife's recipe anyway. And um, so in the same way, when you correlate that ingredients, the word ingredients to the power of God, uh, do we follow some sort of ingredients? Uh, are we following some sort of pattern? Is there certain things that we have to strictly uh, adhere to? There's a certain guideline, uh, but often God doesn't do the same thing twice. 
Certainly next week, I'm sure he's not going to be calling you out in the same way. Uh, and often that's where the, the church becomes stale, isn't it? The church becomes stale and boring uh, because we, we think that we're, God's just doing the same thing over and over again. Do you ever think, see the story about John Wimber? Uh, John Wimber was mightily used by God in, uh, in America, and he was mightily used in healing. And when he'd pray for people, his hand would used to shake. Anybody have a shaky hand when they worship God? Uh, and his hand began to shake, and he would lay hands on people, and he would prophesy, and people would get healed. And that's what God was doing through, through his life. Now, I don't know why his hand shook, whether he, he had an illness in his hand, or he shook on the anointing, or he's getting a little old. We, we don't know why his hand shook, but many of his disciples, they kind of caught the same anointing, many people who followed him. And when they prayed, they, they would start, their hand would start shaking as well. But unfortunately for them, you know, not like John Wimber. John Wimber would see amazing miracles, but people would continue to pray. Their hand would be shaken, but there'd be yet no miracles. And it's amazing. We can follow a style of somebody. We can speak like somebody, but we can yet not have the power that that same person has. And so are we, are we following some guideline or some ingredients when it comes to the, the power of God? The word power in the Greek, if you take a note, is the word dunamis. Word dynamis gives you the idea of the word dynamite or explosive power. Uh, anybody felt that explosive power in, in your personal life, in your prayer life? I mean, it's like, it's like prayer, isn't it? Prayer is something that without God's power, let's face it, is a waste of time. Without God in your prayer life, and you might be thinking, hang on a minute, I'm praying to God. I'm trying to connect with God. Well, no, God connects with you first, and then you begin to pray. Because without God, how, how can we pray without God? How can you be even a Christian without God? How do you get saved without God? You, you can't even be a Christian without God. God comes in your heart. He takes the sinful nature out. And the Bible calls that being born again. Becoming a Christian. God comes in. Yes, you're, it's like you're going for God and you're trying to embrace God. But God is the one who's coming to you. He's the one who's drawing you. And so is there, is there an ingredient when it comes to the power of God? I want us to, Luke's Gospel, chapter 8, we're going to talk about a few things right now. So there's a frustration there, a frustration in me when it comes to God's power. First thing I'd like to say is when it comes to the power of God, you need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Sensitive to the Holy Spirit. London's a very busy place. I don't know if you found that. London be very busy. I mean, even when you're not busy and you're sitting on the seat in, in the park, you, someone come and speak to you and say, how are you? And you say, I'm busy. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're not doing anything. You're just chilling in the park. Even when you're not busy, you're busy. Because you've got this mindset that you're busy. You've got all these things you're thinking about. You've got no time for anybody else. And that's really what kind of stops the power of God in our lives. We haven't got time for people. And often the power of God is for somebody. It's for people. I mean, I've always, always kind of said this when, I, when preaching. It makes for good preaching. But you know, people leave the service saying, wow, that was a powerful meeting. Some might say that here, oh, Christian copy of God really sends God war power. Hallelujah. Well, what would use is it if God's here and then you go to work and yet there's a same lady or a same person who's got the same problem that was in this meeting, and you engage with them, but because you're not sensitive to what the Holy Spirit wants to do, you don't pray for them, you don't really talk to them, you get annoyed with them, maybe, 
you know, and you're not sensitive to what the Holy Spirit's going to do. Therefore, we don't see the power of God. Because to see the power of God in operation, you need to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is doing. And you also need to be sensitive to how the Holy Spirit is going to do it. And um, I told this story before, but it just really gives an illustration. We were doing the Bible school. So there's a difference between doing what you have to do, the ingredients, and actually what God is doing. So we follow the set pattern before we go out to evangelize. We pray. Come on. We're going to pray. We're going to see people saved and healed and delivered and set free. Glory to God. Secondly, we worship God. We connect with God. We get the presence of God comes down, touches our lives. Maybe we need a little bit of healing. So we need a bit of strength. And so we get out there. Uh, and then we're ready. We're prepared. And we, we went out there with the Bible school. We witnessed in Shepherd's Bush for about a good two hours. Now, how many, how many people have done evangelism before? Any street mission? Oh, quite a lot of you. Well done. Time to do it again. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, we did it for two hours. After two hours of being on the street, of standing up, it's tiring. After two hours of doing street ministry, speaking to people who don't want to know, and you're trying, you're trying, and yourself, and you haven't seen any results, that seemed to be the way that things operated that day. We prayed with a few people. And then, out of nowhere, we were just about to close up. Often revival happens, or the Holy Spirit wants to move when we're ready to close up. Have you ever, ever noticed that? Some of the best meetings, best times where God's moving is when we're ready. Well, God, you know what? I'm finished. And the Holy Spirit says, well, I've not finished. I've not finished. I'm ready to move. Well, I'm finished, Lord. I'm going to get my car keys. I'm going home. And that was one of those moments where we were just ready to pack up, had everything ready. And then a lady came. I found it quite irritating, to be honest, in my flesh. Quite irritating lady. And, uh, she, but she was not well. She said, she said to me, can you pray for me? I was thinking, what have we been doing for the last two hours? We've been praying for people. We've been offering our, our services to people to try and get them saved. You could have came then, but now you're coming at the end. And she came up and she said, can you pray for me? I'm suffering and my head's in pain. And she started to describe what, what physical condition she had. And I, I, I just looked at her and I thought, you know what? God must be in this. I mean, we've been asking for people to be saved. We're asking for people to be healed. Yet when a lady comes knocking on our door, I started thinking, I'm not really ready. But I, it must have been God. So I was sensitive enough to recognize that this might be God. I said, well, we're going to pray for you. We gathered around. I laid my hands up on her. And all I can describe is something I've never experienced. It was the first time I experienced that in that context. I put my hand out, and it was like, like a torpedo hit my hand. That's the only way to describe it. So if a torpedo came up my, my ear and flew past me like that, that would be the way to describe it. I put my hand on the head, and I felt something whiz past my head. And this woman, bang, she fell on the floor. And she started to shake. At that point, people started to gather around. They thought, what's going on? Something's happening. You could sense the atmosphere completely changed. And a guy who was three meters away, he said, what's that? What's that? A lady preached to, them, preached to him in one minute, told him the gospel. And straight away, he said, I, I want to believe in Jesus. Can you pray for me right now? And he gave his life to the Lord. He got convicted straight away. Just because the power of God shot into that place. Now, we know if there was an ingredient for power, we, you know, we would all be doing it, wouldn't we? We would be mixing the power of God in. Like the Nigella Lawson cake and say, oh, it's going to come out in power. It's going to come out blind eyes today, deaf ears today, hallelujah. Next week, oh, dead raised, just mixing it in. It's not like that, is it? The power of God is when God wants to do it. It's not when we want to do it. We're not just going to turn up. Now there's things we can do. We can pray and we can seek God. We can ask God. 
for the, for the Bible. But at the end of the day, we've got to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is doing. Luke's Gospel, chapter 9. We'll start, we'll start there. So there's two things I want to mention as we talking about maybe ingredients. Let's talk about keys or things that we can do to get ourselves prepared for the power of God. For the power of God. We, we said the word dunamis is the word um, dynamite. There's another word for power, exousia. And that word means authority. Authority. And um, so instead of uh, explosive power is, is probably what Christians talk about the most, isn't it? Lord, I want your power. I want your power, power, power. Well, we know there's no power there. There's just a lot of shouting. We know what you mean. We're trying to stir up the power. Now, Toyin was telling me that it was a consultant in Hounslow, West Middlesex Hospital. And he, he was an Asian consultant. He was probably about 65. And uh, he didn't really talk that much. Anybody re- met any old people? They don't really talk that much. But when asked a question, and when he would give an answer, he'd always give short answers. And even in these meetings, now sometimes in meetings you need people to give a little bit more explanation. But sometimes when you get older, I guess you learn to speak a little bit more slowly. You don't need to prove yourself anymore. You've already proved yourself and you've already got to a certain level in your whatever job you have. And when he would speak, Tom would tell me when he would speak, he would speak only a few words. But those few words would have power and they would have influence. I mean, everybody listened to what he had to say. Now, why did they listen? Well, he had experience. He had a position. Uh, and that word exousia or power or authority means delegated authority. And when we receive power from God, we are receiving the same authority that Jesus has. Because the Bible says we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. But it's, it's not our power. Remember, we're not mixing the ingredients and say, oh, it's our power. We're just going to coax up some power like some hocus pocus and get some results done. It's not that way. It's delegated power. The power comes from God first. So it's what God is doing. We're just his vessels, aren't we? We're just vessels saying, God, if you want to do something, I know you've given me authority. And I know you've given me explosive power. And I'm ready to mix the two. I've got delegated authority, and I've got the power or the ability to get the job done. So, Lord, whenever you're ready, Lord, you, you can do it. I just need to be sensitive to you. So let's read Luke's Gospel, chapter 8 and verse 40. So it was when Jesus returned that the multitudes welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was the ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet, and he begged him to come to his house. For he had only a, do- only a daughter about 12 years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitude thronged him. Now a woman, having flowed blood for 12 years, spent all her livelihood on physicians could not be healed by, by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately the flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, when the multitude thronged you, they pressed you, and you say, who touched me? Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. When the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, and she declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. 
This story, Jesus has gone through the multitude. There's crowds gone by, and there's one lady who's been suffering for 12 years. We all know the situations in our life that there has been no answer for in prayer. We prayed, and we prayed, and prayed, and prayed, and we thought it was going to happen in a month. It didn't happen in a month. We thought it was going to happen in six months. It didn't happen in six months. Thought it was going to happen in five years. It didn't happen in five years. And over 10 years has went by. And maybe for you, it could be 30 or 40 years, depending on your age. You know, and, and to be honest, when, when you don't get an answer from God in prayer, and there's no power, there's no answer, there seems to be no anointing. You pray, and it's completely dry. I mean, I don't know about you, but don't you get frustrated? Don't you get a little bit angry with God? Don't you get, you know, God, what are you doing? And, and, and you leave it with God and say, God, well, you know, Lord, maybe this is just one of those things that you're sovereign. This lady, not this lady, for 12 years she was sick. 12 years she spent all the money. She's seen all the doctors in this world. She's prayed a thousand times and she still hasn't received a miracle. But yet she stirs up her faith and she said, you know what? One more time. One more time, Lord, I'm going to seek you. One more time. I've heard that Jesus is passing by. I heard he's a miracle worker. And even though I prayed, and even though maybe she was in one of Jesus' miracle services, we don't know. But to this point, she's going through the crowd, and she's saying, I don't care. I'm going to get dirty. And she reaches out. Now, what does that mean, reaching out? Reaching out to God. I don't know about you, but when you're in worship, and you're kind of like this, and the and the Pam or whoever's up there saying, come on, let's worship God. And you're like, come on, let's worship God. There's no movement from you. Come on, let's say, Jesus, I love you. Lift your hands. I mean, what's going on in the inside? There's no response. There seems to be no faith. Because to me, when faith is stirred in my heart and something's happening in me and God's moving in my life, whether the worship leader's trying to stir me or not, if I'm stirred in faith, I'm the first one to lift my hand and say, hey, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Why? Because faith stirs you. This woman was stirred in faith, and she reached out. She reached out and touched the hem of his garment. And guess what? The Bible says power flowed from him to her, and she was immediately healed. I mean, I like that immediate word. Anybody love that word? I love that. I mean, if I could get miracles immediately, I'd be flowing on that immediately. I love it when God does immediately. But why did it happen immediately? I believe because this woman accessed the power of God by faith. She said in her mind, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Now, the opposite is true. Maybe you don't receive a miracle because you're too busy on your iPhone, your iPad, or if you don't have an iPhone or iPad or a Samsung or something like that, you're just simply thinking about something else right now. You're not thinking about meeting with God in the worship. You're not thinking about meeting with God in the preaching. You're not thinking about meeting with God. In fact, you're like a backseat Christian who's thinking, my God, I don't want to reach out. I want to get out. Isn't I mean, that's many people, isn't it? Sometimes even when you're frustrated, uh, Lord, this is the thousandth service I've been to. It's the millionth sermon I've heard. And to be honest, if you're not doing it, I don't want to come anymore. I don't want to worship you anymore. I'm frustrated, but not this woman. Because unbelief blocks the anointing. Unbelief blocks the power of God. And we don't need to be talking about miracles or dead being raised or blind eyes open. We're just simply talking about your life and you moving forward with God. How do you move forward with God? How do you move forward every day in the anointing? Whether it's great power and someone's raised from the dead, which is not many of us, because sometimes we fail to get out of bed sometimes because we're struggling. 
which just simply every day, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, listen to God, being sensitive to God. This woman grabbed a hold of God by faith. I want to encourage you today to start reaching out and looking for the power of God. Jesus is passing you by on a daily basis. Do you know why Jesus is passing you by on a daily basis? Anybody got any clue? Do you know why Jesus is passing you by on a daily basis? Do you know why? Anybody? You're all silent here today. Hallelujah. I know you're so knowledgeable at the 230 service. You've gone through all these series. You just know so much about God. You don't want me to tell you. But I'm going to tell you anyway. Hallelujah. Jesus got in the temple and he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. That word anointed means the rub. Rubbing in. Rubbing in. He's saying, The power of God, the anointing of God has been rubbed onto me. And he's anointed me to do what? To preach the gospel to the poor. To heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to preach the year of God's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. So why is the power of God there? Jesus is passing by you all the time. Why? Because you are in the place where the lost are, where people are. And people, Jesus is into people because people are in need. People are oppressed. People need the good news. People are blind. And so Jesus wants to do something, but sometimes because we're not in faith, we're not reaching out, we're barely getting to work, we're not looking for opportunities. I want to encourage you this week to look for opportunities. Everybody lift your hand. I can see you've got a lot of healing in those hands, a lot of strength in those hands. When you lift your hand, this means that you're grabbing hold of God. Grabbing hold of God. Grabbing hold of God because that's simply what you need to do. Go into this week and just keep lifting your hands and saying, God, is there an opportunity, Lord? Is there an opportunity? Is there an, what are you doing, God? What are you doing? Lord, is there someone I can pray for? Lord, is your power moving? Well, the power of God is moving. John's Gospel, chapter 2. Jesus turns water into wine. And where does the miracle happen? Think about it for a few moments. Where does the miracle happen? Where does the miracle happen? Yes, Jesus' mom goes to Jesus and says, oh, can you do something? It's not my time now, he says. He says, fill the water pots with what? With water. So he fills them with water. Mind you, the water pots, when they're filled with water, they're still filled with what? Water. No miracle there. Water turned into water. That was it. They're in the water pots. So what does Jesus say for them to do? He says, draw the water. Draw it out. When the guy draws it out, the water turns into what? Into wine. And that's what happened here. This woman, by faith, she grabbed hold of Jesus and she drew out the power of God. She drew out that water and it was made into wine. I want to tell you, if you want to operate in power, you need to operate in faith. Faith accesses the power of God. Not like an ingredients thing, but it's grabbing hold of God, grabbing hold of God, and the power of God starts to flow because you reach out by faith. Now let's go on to read verse 49. While I was still speaking, someone came from the rule of the synagogue's house. And let's not forget, we started this story with Jairus, whose daughter was ill, and he wanted Jesus to come and heal her. Someone came to him saying, so, daughter, your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. I mean, what an impact. What an impact. That's the worst news that anybody could hear. Your daughter said, do not trouble the teacher. It's over, he said. When Jesus heard it, 
He answered him saying, do not be afraid. Only believe. Only believe and she will be made well. I want to make a point that faith is not the same as logic. Logic says it's over. Oh, it's over. She's died. We know it's impossible. Nobody gets raised from the dead. And in fact, if they do get raised dead, none of our rabbis have done it. And we haven't experienced it. So therefore, it's over. Same with the water and the wine. It's impossible for water to be made wine. Unless you've got Ribena or something and you can change the color. It's impossible. And often the situations in our lives that have been deemed impossible according to people. But not impossible with God. Hallelujah. Not impossible with God. God can turn around any situation. Now, you, we've been talking about soul talk, and one of the things God has been ministering to me about when we've been going through the course and the material is when you look at your life, you think you can't, the things in your life can't change because you've been struggling with these things for a long time. These red dot questions, you've been asking yourself the red dot question forever and a day, and you, you haven't changed, the situation hasn't changed, and God hasn't healed you, so you become even more and more frustrated. But when I'm reading these passages, you look and you say, well, God is able to change water into wine. He's able to change things that are impossible and make them possible. Well, if he can do that in the Bible, he can do that in my heart. It's not about me trying to change. It's about me letting God in. If I just turn the tap on and let the power of God start to drip into my heart, oh, hallelujah, just keep dripping and keep dripping and keep dripping, I'm going to be healed, I'm going to be restored, I'm going to be strengthened, and I'm going to be able to do the things that God's called me to do. Because the things that God has called me to do cannot be done in my physical strength. They can only be done in God's power. Hallelujah. And if you're going to do what God's called to do, you can only do it in God's power. So I want to tell you, time to switch on the tap. It's time to switch on the power of God. Then Jesus, in verse 51, when he came to the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John and the father of the mother of the girl. Now, why did Jesus do that? He gets rid of everybody. Everybody who's full of unbelief. Everybody who's got some negative talk. And he just says, listen, you get out. He closes the door. He's got his disciples there to teach them. He's got the father there, and he's ready to do something for God. All wept and mourned. He said, do not weep. She's not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. But he put them all outside. He took her by the hand. And called her saying, little girl, arise. Little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned and she arose immediately. And he commanded that she be given something to eat. Suddenly, Jesus takes her by the hand and life enters her. And she's raised from the dead. She's brought to life. Now, I didn't hear an amen. Can I have an amen to that? Hallelujah. I mean, that excites me. But what excites me even more is that Jesus didn't do some stomping session. Come on, Peter, James, and John, let's just stop. Oh, oh, hallelujah. Ten times over, keeps doing it. Oh, let's just get the atmosphere going. Let's get the, let's get the, hallelujah. Oh, arise, arise. Because that's exactly what we do, isn't it? Oh, it's not working. God, what's the word, Lord? What's the word, Lord? What's the word? She's not, God, God, get up, get up, get up. Two hours later, nothing's happened. I want to tell you, nothing happens when you're doing it. Something happens when God is doing it. God is the one who gives power to the weak. 
He's the one who gives power to raise the dead. He's the one who gives power to save someone who's lost. He's the one who gives power to heal. We are fully reliant on him. We're just not following an ABC pattern of how you can do miracles. We're fully reliant on God. And it's God who does things. Hallelujah. It's God who does things. A few things as in closing. I know we're over time right now. Number one, rely on the Holy Spirit. Rely on the Holy Spirit for the, for the power of God. Two, release faith to access the power of God. Number three, make sure that you're close with God. Maybe we can cover this in, in the rest of the series. Make sure you're close with God in your personal time. Because if you're not close with God, what gives you the right to move in God's power? It's all about relationship, relationship with God. Number four, and we'll cover this next week, unity brings the power of God. And number five, the Word of God. The Word of God brings the power of God. It's the Word of God. One word from God. Jesus spoke the Word over the man whose servant was sick. He said, listen, the man said, speak the Word. And Jesus spoke the Word. And immediately at that same time, the man's servant was healed. So we know that just one word from God can turn around every situation. Let's stand right now, shall we? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just want you to lift your hands right now. And uh, just a band can come back, maybe just play a little bit. Just spend a few moments asking God, is there some things that you need to reach out and touch God for? Is there things, if they are, just lift your hands right now and start to reach out in faith. Don't focus on the negative. Focus on God, hallelujah, who can turn around every situation in your life. Thank you, Lord. If you pray in tongues, would you pray in tongues for a few moments right now? Hallelujah. Accessing the power of God, the ingredients for the power of God. Oh, Father God, we know that faith, Lord God, brings about power because we're filled with power if we have the Holy Spirit. And Lord God, you are powerful, God. And so, Father God, we reach out in this place today and we touch you, Father God, and we ask you that you do something in our lives today in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. We rebuke unbelief, Lord God. We rebuke negative things in our minds. Lord God, we say, Father God, by faith with you, all things are possible in Jesus' name. Miracles are possible. Salvations are possible. Lord God, emotional healing and hurt can be changed, Lord God, in a moment, Lord God, because of your power in Jesus' name. I rebuke fear and depression and anxiety that says you cannot do it. With Lord, Oh, God. Oh, God, thank you that we can do it with you. We can do it, Lord God. Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus against, Lord God, all this hard work. We think we need to do it. We cannot do it without you, Lord. We cannot do it without you. We throw all our cares on you today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Every head bowed and every eye closed, every hand down. Close your, your eyes right now. If there be a person here today, you've never experienced the power of God's forgiveness. I don't want you to leave this place today without experiencing His grace and His forgiveness. How is a man saved unless he's born again? How is a man born again unless he calls on the name of the Lord? If you need His forgiveness, I'm going to pray a prayer right now. You might be in this place, you need to recommit your life to Christ. You simply need to commit your life to Christ for the first time and receive His forgiveness. If you need his forgiveness, pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you right now and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I admit that I need you. I believe you died on the cross and I believe you rose again on the third day. And this day, I choose to follow you. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me. 
Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you need his forgiveness, I want you just to lift your hand right now. I want to pray with you before we leave today. Lift your hand high in this place today. You need his forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus. Lift it high. You know, when you lift that hand, you're not just lifting it to me, but you're lifting it to heaven. And heaven sees that hand. Don't be ashamed of him today. Just say, God, I need you. Just like that woman. She reached out her hand and said, God, you know what? I am not leaving today without being forgiven. I'm not leaving today without being a Christian, without being saved, without receiving that power of your forgiveness. Lift your hand right now. Thank you, Jesus. If we can have consolidators around, the lady down there, the gentleman in the middle, lift your hand high if you need Jesus, his forgiveness. Thank you, Father God. In a few minutes, some of our church members will give you a Bible. I'll pray for you right now. Lord, release your forgiveness. Release your acceptance. Release your power over these people to say, Lord, let them leave this place saying there's no condemnation for those in Christ. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Father, we ask you these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Let's give Jesus praise right now.